Lawrence Lemer has written so many books, I can't possibly announce them all to you, but he's New York Times bestseller, and of course he wrote The Kennedy Women, The Price of Justice, The Egder Nominated, The Lynching. He uh, lives in Palm Beach, Florida, Washington, D.C. We're down here in Palm Beach now at the um, Barnes & Noble, and uh, Lawrence Lemer, welcome to our broadcast. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> Thank you for being here. Okay, <clears throat> he's the center of the world right now. Uh, when did you start to write this book on Trump and Mar-a-Lago? Oh, about two and a half years ago. Two and a half yeah, years ago. Yeah. So this was pri- just prior to him uh, winning the no, election? Just when he, actually, just when, he, when I was thinking about it. I, in fact, I'd, I'd written about him before, but when I really got busy on it was when he was elected. Now, we're sitting here tableside with my friend, Father Duffy, a retired Catholic priest who's also an author. And I know he's personal friends with Donald. <clears throat> Are you too? Yeah, well, 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 I know the guy, but Father <coughs> Duffy is, is featured in my book. Oh, he's in my book. Oh, is yeah. he? Yeah, well, yeah. how does he get in there? Well, he's having, uh, what was it, Christmas dinner there with his, with his house, his Mexican housekeeper, yeah. and their grandkids, and they're sitting there, and, uh, and Trump comes in, and he's very gracious to them. They have a wonderful time. They take, he takes pictures with them, and when they leave, Father Duffy says to the, the housekeeper's granddaughter who's visiting from Mexico, isn't this great? You've got this picture with, 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 with Trump that, you, that you, now you can uh, show in Mexico. And she says, I can't show it in Mexico. And obviously she can't because of bad things he said about Mexicans. <laughs> yeah. funny, yeah. he, he has alienated quite a few people. Well, has he ever? <laughs> now, name, a, name a group. <laughs> <laughs> so, even tacos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not, you got it. <laughs> so, uh, let me ask you this. Did you vote for him? Uh, no, I shouldn't say it, but I didn't vote for him, no. You didn't? No. No, because you're New York. I pre- are you Jewish? Everybody thinks I'm Jewish. Yeah. I'm circumcised, but I'm not Jewish. <laughs> what are you? I'm I'm Methodist. I'm a, oh, fall, yeah. I'm a fallen really? Methodist, but I have my religious advisor sitting here, Father Duffy. He's <laughs> you know he he's he's not trying to convert me, but it, no, so we're, we're, uh, we're too good friends. We're, we're too friendly to do that. Right. We're, we're we're too friendly to try to convert him. <laughs> <laughs> no, what he what he's trying to say in a nice way is I'm hopeless. Well, how did you two become friends? We met through a mutual friend, and we just totally hit it off. Yeah, I mean, Father Duff is an amazing man. He really is, yeah. and uh, he writes some books for the intellect, but he writes others for the yeah, common folks. Yeah, yeah. And you're somewhere in between. Yeah, yeah, I'm more toward the common folk. How many books do you credit? I think it's what seventeen. Seventeen yeah. books. Yeah, because nobody will hire me. I keep <laughs> hate looking for a job. Uh, did you do something else prior to becoming an author, or has this been your dream your whole life? No, I was in the Peace Corps in Nepal, and then I was uh, I was at, worked for Newsweek for one unhappy year. One and a half years. One, one unhappy year. One what? One unhappy year. Oh, one unhappy yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they didn't like me, and I didn't like them. Really? So and you've been making. It's it's great to be able to make a living, though, as a uh, as a publisher. Well, I've had some. I've had some very lean years, but yeah, I've been. Very, I've had five New York Times bestsellers. I've been. I've been very fortunate. Yeah. And uh, this new one, Mara Lago. Right. Now, so you've had entree into this. Are you a member of it? No, but I have a lot of friends. In fact, I had dinner there last evening. Did you? Yeah. 
Was Trump there? He wasn't there, but Giuliani was there, and all kinds of all kinds of people were there. I found Giuliani is a nice guy. You know, one time I was doing an interview with him, and my I had one of these recorders which had a chip in it, and it was uh, something was wrong with it, uh, and uh, he, he the total interview was corrupted. So I called him, and he, he was willing to do the entire interview again a week later. Nice guy. Yeah, it's funny you say that because there's a story that didn't make my book. It was as a top British journalist came to to mark to gave to interview Trump, and uh, they did the interview, hour long interview on television, and they went back to the hotel, and there's something wrong with the video, and they had to do it over again. So they went uh, they went back and asked Trump and Trump graciously allowed them to do it again and they got back in Britain to Britain and suddenly the, the, the first version w- was okay so they comp- compared the two versions they asked the same questions in the first and second version and he told, had totally different answers oh come on yes yes well not conflicting well no he just loves to tell he's a storyteller whether it's true or not is kind of irrelevant to him better better to be found a liar than boring yeah well he's not boring that's for sure that's for sure now don't you think he's going to go down as one of the most colorful individuals in the history of the United States of America oh there's no question about that he's an unbelievable character would you say there's no doubt that he's a genius I would I would say there's doubt about that (laughs) <laughs> I would say he's very shrewd. I think there's a lot of doubt that he's a genius. In a traditional sense, he's definitely not a genius. He hardly, he hardly reads a book. He has a very small attention span, but he's very shrewd. Shrewd. Okay, define shrewd. He, he in a social context, misses nothing. If he's sitting, if he's sitting with us tonight, he would look out and he'd see everybody. He'd know what people want and what they're trying to get from him. He just he misses nothing. I've been trying to get Father Duffy to introduce me to Trump. Uh, of course, uh, he's, uh, they differ politically. Yeah. And uh, but I have this feeling, and I've you know I've, I've met other presidents and interviewed them for my show. But I have this feeling with Trump that um, that I have a, a very uh, my, the child in me is very much alive. Right. And I think the child in Donald Trump, for some reason, is very much alive. And I think, given the opportunity, he will immediately recognize that, and that I think we'll hit it off. No, he's fun to be around. There's no question about it. I mean, better an evening with him than President Obama in terms of you want to have a good time. That's for sure. <laughs> have you spent time with Obama? No, I've met him, but I haven't spent time with him. Okay. And why would you say that? What, what, what makes him so well, entertaining to be around? Well, because he just has a great sense of humor, and he's, 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 he's in the moment. He doesn't have, doesn't have a very good attention span, but he's in the moment. But, but if, if he has a great sense of humor, isn't that now George... You have met the Bushes, like Senior? I haven't met them. Okay, well, I've met them a number of times. Now, Senior had a great sense of humor. I think a a great sense of humor is indicative of a deeper intellect. Would you agree with that? Uh, I I guess not necessarily. I mean, mean, are some comedians brilliant? No. Yeah, I think so. I think they're great artists. Don't you think Jerry Seinfeld is a great artist? Yeah. But I think, I mean, I think it's an incredible darkness to comedians. Oh yes, but they yeah. see the ordinary. Yeah, but they give us a, we, they give us focus where we otherwise might not get focus. We also can relate to them because they'll say something that's ordinary or, or fears that we might have that we don't communicate with others. I, I have a friend who was one of Robin Williams' closest friends, and my friend on his fiftieth birthday party, it was at a party with about ten guys, one of whom was Robin Williams. And I was so excited to spend the evening with Robin Williams. We went to this restaurant, 
And Robin Williams didn't say a single word the entire evening. Didn't say anything. Yeah, but I can understand that because I go to I go to I try not to do too much socially, and I just don't really like it anymore. But if I go there and I just want to go over in the corner with you, I've just met you. Right. I want to get to know Larry uh, right. Lemur. Okay, so we're chatting, and then other people think, "Oh, he's arrogant because he didn't he didn't connect." I don't want to be the on-air personality when I go to a party. I just want to be Rhett, the the common American kid who wants to get to know one individual at a time. Well, my point is, I think Robin Williams was, was very depressed that evening and didn't say anything. It's not that he didn't communicate; didn't communicate with anybody. He just sat there in his in his in his lonely darkness. Well, maybe because he thought it was obligatory that he you know had to talk or be in no, the center talk. of attention. He didn't talk. But maybe that was his way of saying, it. "I want to be the center of attention." Well, if, if, frankly, if, for my friend's fiftieth birthday party, I'd say something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You'll be self. Now, I went up uh, to the uh, Nantucket Film Festival a couple of years ago, and actually, Jerry Seinfeld was there with about four other famous comedians and what they did they had a, there was a small assembly there might have been 50 of us and they they were on a little stage at a local high school and they talked about the dark side what's going on backstage of humor oh that must have been great it was the long evening <laughs> a long evening. Anyway, I want to get on to your, your book here. The uh, the title is Mara Lago. Of course, it's available everywhere, uh, The Inside Story. So I tell you what, let's, um, let's, let's take a break, and then let's get down to some serious business of getting to know Lawrence Lemer. I know you were on my show somewhere in the past, but uh, this is bound to be a top-selling book. He, he has the focus of the world. Yeah, he sure does. So this should sell everywhere. Mara Lago and Inside the Gates of and Power at Donald Trump's Presidential Palace will be right back. This is the mayor of the OS. Who loves you, baby? <laughs> <laughs> 